Yo, it's your boy Dom Dingo, aka King Dom, and you're listening to the Below the Surface podcast. This is Silas. This is Yoda Rock of Centricae and Necrobats. And you are listening to Below the Surface. Yo, it's your boy Dave Morris from Hip Hop Vinyl Spinners Nation. Here to let you know I never miss an episode of the Below the Surface podcast. Deep cuts and deeper conversation. My man Dirtbag Johnny and the crew always getting it in. Let's do it. Yo, 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 this is Dylan Medina from Sacramento, California, and you're checking out Below the Surface Podcast. Peace. What's up? This is your boy Dirtbag Johnny, one half of Below the Surface. Um, I just want to let y'all know that, man, music, hip-hop, the culture, all that, man, kept me from doing a lot of stupid shit, man, um, molded me into the person I am today, uh, much more than an MC now, man. I'm a father, husband, still an MC. And um, yeah, man, I would all to music straight up. Uh, we'll get ready to check this episode out, man. Um, it's all about the culture, music, and uh, music keeping us out of stupid shit. So check it out. Below the surface. Peace. <laughs> I was 16, first love, committed relationship, no ring, loved the way she looked in fatigues and Tims, now she sports gym chillers, chains, fly whips and rims, I know her style's changed over the years, never forget the first time she spoke in my ear, until this day, I still got love for her, her she hangs with fake cats in the street, more than adore her, but nowadays these dudes don't know what she's really about, and the way she got me through them days when I was down and out, I seen her chilling with lames backstage at the music awards, but I see right through them phony MCs and videos, Whores and how they pimper just to make some Benjamins. I remember in a room of two heads how she blended in. And when the cipher started, she was the one who kicked it off. She flipped the script so vividly without a breath of a pause. Now that's the girl I fell in love with when I was young. Now I'm trying to get her back without biting my tongue. This is my song, there are many like it. Almost forgetting who she was, but I'm trying to fight it. But I'm trying to fight it. Every time I'm passing through, you don't know this me. You're everything, you're everything, you're everything Addicted to your everything And every time I think of you And all the things that we've been through And I want you to know that you're my Try to kick it with this one hot chick She liked those heavy bass lines, strong vocals and rock riffs A loaded pistol, and sexy wasn't the word Always thrashing the place and every night was a blur Drugs and alcohol fueled her regression Sex was more like a mosh pit, uncontrollable affection The more I was with her, the more I wanted to rebel Adrenaline's out of control, her voice and smell The way she made my heart pound Every word, every breath, every sound She liked it rough 
Hard and fast to be precise Attitude, bad girl persona Far from nice Full of love, lust and rage But seen her shed a tear that night Time bag Got shot on stage That shook a lot of people in that club that night To think doing what you love means risking your life That made me think back to the first love of mine Tears shared when Freaky Ty and Dilla come to mind These girls have so much in common Man, it's crazy They're everything that you want in a lady Man, I'm in a tight spot I love them both, man Besides my fam, they're all that I got I said they're all that I got Yeah, they're all that I got Every time I'm passing through You don't know it's me, but I know it's you And I'm addicted to your everything Addicted to your everything Your everything, your everything Addicted to your everything Every time I think of you All the things that we've been through surface what's up below the surface we in here we in here don't ask me what episode it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all good yeah it's we're just doing the thing um today's or whatever this episode is um we're gonna kind of talk about ourselves yeah we're gonna be a little selfish today right we got, it's all about us all right David go sit your ass the thing is though it's like we started this podcast with the intentions on breaking off people knowledge about the culture of music uh, the the background the history of music artists uh, the culture as far as like hip hop graffiti breaking MCN the elements yes sir the elements Going into that, like with even bands like you know drums and guitars, bass, percussion, uh, horns, and all that. It's all relevant. Yeah, um, but we never got to dig into our history and give you an insight on you know DJ Rick Rock's life as far as being a DJ and still being part of every element in the hip hop culture and community. With his life, where well, he, you know, obviously, well, I ain't gonna say obviously, but he's lived a longer life than me, and he's seen more shit than me. Where so, where I met him, I was just getting into the culture as an MC, and didn't know shit. Still wet behind the ears, and to where I'm at now, basically. Gather around, children. Why <laughs> tell you a story of old? Of old. <laughs> Sing you the hymns. When, they, when a record was called a phonograph. Right, right. <laughs> Jay, you made me feel old, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gather around as we sing. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. <laughs> oh, shit, man. We'd have some fun, man. Because now we don't really have to do research. We, we already know. About ourselves, obviously we do. Yeah, I want I want to tell my story. So oh, 
You go ahead and start it off, man. And then I'll, I'll come back in. My dad was born in Laramie, Wyoming. All right. Um, uh, his mom was from Mexico. His father was uh, um, from Spain. He was a white guy. Um, they went from Laramie, Wyoming uh, to San Luis to see where he was raised. Um, coming up and, and out there with his friends, they decided um, they wanted to do something to attract women or get girls. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, they decided to go ahead and uh, get a record player and get uh, some records. Um, rig a speaker to it, one of those big, big old bullhorn speakers oh, from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and um, throw parties. That's awesome. And that was the whole reason uh, to do it was for the girls to hook up with girls. So they would throw parties. The girls were free to come in, and then the guys were like a nickel or some dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know if that was genetic or something like that. But we're talking like, you know, the goddamn it, uh, the 30s and 40s. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, that's the kind of shit that they were doing back then uh, that I feel is kind of the same thing from where I'm at now, you know. Um, as a DJ, we create an atmosphere. We create a vibe, you know, Um in the mentality of my father as I, you know, it's it's about get, getting people together and, you know, uh, you know, having a good time and hooking up, you know. Right. You know, so like the, the term or the, the quote, I, a dance and romance, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fast forward, 1974, I'm born, right? Um, I started... Uh, getting influenced not by DJing but by music, uh, listening uh, to uh, WBMX. Um, that was one of the first radio stations I was actually listening to. Uh, another station pop was uh, WLS. But what, what was it about WBMX is that um, at night, at 10 o'clock at night, they would they wouldn't play what you heard during the day. They were they were playing you know they were playing they start playing. Uh, you know, more, it wasn't mixes yet. This was more like uh, funk and, and disco and, and, you know, R&B, but it wasn't what you heard, like, on mainstream radio. So the it started picking up to where um, uh, they were having DJs on, on, on the radio, on BMX, right. and then GCI, and uh, B96, you know, and then, like, other, like, locals, Kennedy King College, and you know, radio stations like that. Um, you know, that, uh, that, that shit was cool, man. I like that. I was listening to all that stuff. I was like, ooh, this is, this is pretty dope. You can still find those mixes, I believe, on eBay, the W, uh, or the BMX, um, mixes or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell. Shit, we, I had, I had cassettes. I had, yeah. uh, cassettes and mixes. From back in the day. So, look them up. So, um, listening to uh, all the cats on the radio, Mike Hitmount Wilson, Fast Eddie, uh, um, Farley Jack Master Funk, Scott Smoking Sills, 
uh, Bad Boy Bill, Julian Jumpin' Perez. Um, uh, the, the list goes on and on, but those are like, you know, some of the first few guys that come into my head that I heard on the radio doing the thing. So I was like, wow, this shit's amazing, you know. Uh, you hear all the, all these different uh, sounds and cuts and, you know, these transitions. And it's like, man, they're so smooth and clean. You don't know when the next song is coming or when the next song finished, you know. And uh, I was still trying to grasp that understanding of DJing. I wasn't even uh, into it at that time, but I was I was already absorbing that energy listening to the radio. By uh, 86, 87, friends of mine uh, had had uh, turntables at the crib. Right. So, you know, I would go and hang out with them or we would go right out and, and get records, you know. Um, so I was always hanging around with, with guys that had equipment and stuff like that. So, like, I would listen to a mix hear the sounds, hear what tunes they would play. I didn't know the tunes. I was just, you know, you hear a sound and be like, oh, that's that, re that's that record you're playing. Okay. So by looking at that record, I can remember it by the, by the color or the, yeah. the label. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I started learning like that. And I didn't even have my own stuff. I really didn't get, into, I really, really started collecting my own stuff to about, what, 98? You know, so all that time, I was, uh, picking up and learning off of other people's stuff, you know? So I was, nobody taught me, I taught myself. How I taught myself was like, I would listen to a mix and I would hear two records that I knew that they played. So I would go to my dude's house, grab those two exact records, mix it the same way, right? And then switch it back and then mix it back, you know, from the, the second record to the first record as opposed to the first record I mixed to the second record. And then that's how I started picking up uh, on uh, learning, um, you know, uh, vinyl or house, because I, I learned off house music first. It wasn't until like the 90s, the early 90s, I started picking up a little bit of hip hop and stuff like that, like real, real, uh, real hip hop. And then I started uh, getting into the, um, uh, hip hop and beat juggling, but check it out when when I started uh, getting into that, hanging out with the hanging out with the DJs. That's when I got into. I guess you could call me a promoter, but at the same time, um, I would go to these parties and I know uh, I used to sell weed. I used to sell joints. I used to sell joints. Yeah, I wish I wish Leo was here. He'll talk about all that crazy shit we used to do, man. Because there was there was a lot popping out here back in like from like '89 to like '92 out here in East Chicago. There was uh, there was the Assumption, the Croatian, um, the uh, Mexican Benefica. Uh, I think there was another place, but I forget, I can't remember right now. It was like three, four places. Like every weekend, there was a party. No shit. Every weekend out here, there was always a house party. And during that time, so like in that time period, uh, house music, uh, hip house, and 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 hip hop, you would kind of see it all like in the same in the right. same venue. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we would we would see like all the the local hip hip house acts out here. You know, right. Tyree Cooper, Fast Eddie. We've seen all kind of DJs, Bad Boy Bill. You know, they come out here to Indiana. You know, um, unfortunately, because of gang banging, you know, and, and all that. You know, that kind of stopped. It kind of stopped that shit. Uh, but for a time, it, it was really it was really popping out here, you know, like that oh, with yeah. all the parties and stuff. And there was always parties. And then, you know, 
I was going out to the city and trying to get to the clubs out there. So that was that was that was cool. So that was like uh, you know a grade school thing. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, as soon as I got out of grade school, I'll, I would still go by people's houses and still go and uh, um, mess around with do mixtapes and stuff like that. Start making my little mixtapes and uh, you know make copies and you know give them out to people and stuff, right? Um, then about what 97, 98. That's when that's when uh, I got my own turntables and I started really buying my own vinyl around there. But see that that's the same time uh, Rudy and I we got into public access television. Right. And uh, that's when we so DJing and then the public access television and all that. Then. Then we we met Pony. Well, I knew Pony Boy already, but not. We didn't get. Uh, we didn't start hanging tough until around 90, 97, 98. We started hanging tough, and then yeah, Pony Boy introduced me to you. Right. You know, I don't know how he met you guys. He met me through Ju, mm. through Juju. Because he knew Juju's sister or some shit, right? I think he knew his mom. Mom, yeah. Basically, they're family because... Didn't they live over on the on the south side by the liquor like store yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit like that? Cause I think we used to go over there some. Because yeah, um, Juju, when I met him, we were in uh, junior high out here at Block. Block Elementary. Mm -hmm. Block Junior High. And... He was cool as hell. We had like health class together or something, and he had this big ass afro, dude. And this is when like Bone was out. Yeah. And that was his shit, Bone, both those harmony. So when I met him, we got cool and shit, and we had our own little clique in school, and we would always jive and shit, you know, in school and shit. We sat at the front of the class and jive though. We were ballsy. We were about sitting in the back. We sat in the front talk shit. <laughs> But me and Jew got cool, and then school kind of like let out, and we fell off. I didn't see him for a while. Then one day, I seen this cat walking across the street with cornrows in his hair from my mom's, my OG's crib, out here in East Chicago. Yeah. And it was him. He's like, yeah, bro, I stayed right across the street. Boom, right away. He lived in Paulina's? Yep. Paulina's buildings. Started hanging tough, dude. Um, and come to find out, he was rapping. It was him and his homie, uh, what the hell was his name? Quincy, I think his name was, something like that. Quincy. Mm -hmm. And Quincy was singing and Juju would rap. And they were a duo and shit. But then when he met me, I showed him a little bit of rap. So I was doing, it was a lot of gangbanging and rap and shit. <laughs> he had kind of turned me, he, he was like, this is what you need to do. He handed me a dictionary. Uh -huh. And was like, get your vocabulary up. And got my vocabulary up. He started teaching me rhyme schemes, um, different ways to flip words to make them sound like the same. Shit like that. And then we would collect cassette tapes from the bomb. So whatever we knew would come out, we would grab it. Like I remember when Twisted Adrenaline Rush came out. Oh yeah. We got that. Um, I remember when Dayton Family FBI came out. Biggie Life After Death. All that shit. 
But I digress from your story, and then I'll get into mine. So go ahead and continue. Um. Yeah. So. In the in in the early to mid nineties, I got into playing um, hard house and um, hip hop. Mm -hmm. So like Mob Deep, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I was I was checking out shit like that. Um, you know, and, and any anything for anybody that was that was banging back then. I used to get a lot of bootlegs. You know, with all the different cuts, like Buckshot right. Records, was it Buckshot Records? I think so. There was there was a uh, place that would get um, records, bite labels with just just the hits on them and stuff. Uh, Bomb Records, uh, Taurus Records, Hot Taurus Tracks, uh, Hot Wax, um, fucking Gramophone. Everybody goes to Gramophone and shit. Doctor Wax. Doctor Wax, yeah, over on, on uh, High Park, yep. right? So. Um, you know, we uh, I was uh, started collecting uh, vinyl and shit. Before you know, I had like what fifty some odd crates, right. all kind of different shit. You know, it, was a little, it, it collected, uh, it collected crazy. I had all kind of crazy. That's when I started digging. Is when you were collecting that, I would go digging with you at Gramophone. You remember that time we got stranded on yeah, Clark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ran out of gas. God, I remember it was a Cypress Hill Four album. I had looked at it. And the fucking record was cracked. And I'm like, dude, you got to take me back to exchange it. And when we did that, ran out of gas. I had one time my car up, um, towed. Oh, fuck. Going to gramophone. God damn it. <laughs> Down the block. Chicago's a motherfucking park, y'all. Yeah, dude. Chicago's a motherfucking park. Oh. Anyways, going back. Um, yeah, so... Um, Mid mid to late nineties, um, I got on. I I didn't get into house music anymore. The sound was changing on mainstream radio. You start hearing more progressive, mm -hmm. and, and uh, other vibes of music that you know. I I wasn't. I, I just lost. Uh, I just lost. It. I didn't. I wasn't into it anymore. I was more into uh, hip hop, vinyl, and shit. And then even hip hop, <clears throat> carrying on to like the two thousands, like a little bit after I got into digging. Yeah. Started getting the same way. It started getting into that bubblegum phase. So about 2000, uh, 2000 to 2004, I didn't, I wasn't really collecting too much. That was when I started working. Uh, we were doing the public access. Right. And then I got to fucking with Wicked Entertainment and shit, fucking with Pony Boy. Psychodrama, and yeah. Triple Darkness, right? Psychodrama. Triple Darkness, Isilla, Isilla. Um, and other motherfuckers that we fucked with on the site, Cold Steel and shit like that. I think Cold Steel is part of Wicked now. Mm. And for everybody that's not from Chicago, or shit, even if you ain't from Chicago, you should damn near know who fucking um, Psychodrama is. Maybe not. Psych if you don't know Psychodrama, look them up on YouTube. They're, they were like the 2000 version of trap music, man. But that shit was fucking... You Cold. talking about this bullshit trap music that's on the radio now? I'm talking about trap trap. Like motherfucker running your house trap music, you know what I it's mean? It's crazy because... Alright, I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. I'll just finish I'll finish up on my story and summarize and shit because we're getting already close to the end of my shit. Um, yeah, so then I got... I got a bug in my ass with my boy going back out to the house clubs and shit back in, what, 2004. 
Uh, so right. from like 2004 to I think about 2009, yeah, 2009, um, I got really into um, the the new house scene and shit, you know. So like all right. the all the soulful house, deep house, you know, um, that kind of shit. Man, I actually got a magazine. I actually I, when I go home, I will dig it out and I will post it on the Facebook page and on the Instagram. Um, an article about you in the Chicago House magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was featured on Five uh, with my boy Devin, DNS. Shouts out to DNS. Uh, we would DJ together in places. Uh, I met them through uh, my, my guy Chris. He got he got me out there, you know, showing me around the ropes and stuff like that. And I was promoting myself as uh, doing the uh, Pirate Radio. That's why I was doing uh, Pirate Radio, too. Uh, Weed FM out here, 90.5. So, yeah, it was a lot going on uh, uh, from uh, Wicked Entertainment, Public Access Television, fucking with Wicked Television, and right. then uh, um, from that came uh, Weed Radio, you know, and then with Weed Radio, uh, we were doing shows, I was DJing in Chicago, so there was a lot going on all together, you know, Outfit Radio, uh, 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 Cthulhu's Kitchen Live uh, uh, down here in the in the dungeon. We were we were way ahead of our time, bro. We were in the wrong era for that shit. If we would have did that shit like now, I would. I, I was. Have um, five. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Here, let, well, let me summarize. Um, from DJ came opportunities. And, and a lot of doors opened that took us into, uh, you know, the public access into uh, the record record label business, the record business, you know, marketing, promoting, uh, web right. promoting and stuff like that. And look, we're, not, we're podcasts, you know what I mean? Um, but it, it, for me, it got me away from, uh, DJ got me away from the gangbanging and shit because there's a right. lot of gangbanging out here. Real talk. Uh, I think music uh, saved my life time to time again. Yeah. So many levels, and it still does. House music, DJing. You know, it got me away from all that shit. Cause I know uh, I got to DJing at that time uh, in the '80s, where gangbanging was a motherfucker and shit out here. You know, um, so like parties we would do or I would go to. You know, it will wind up, you know, gangbanging and shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers gang. You know, like, say like, okay, we're going to go to Hammond. This girl's throwing a party. We're going to, you know, I'm going to go with these guys. They're DJ. I'm going right. to carry their records up in there. I'm going to sell a couple of joints. That's me. That's Rick doing that. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So I'm doing my thing and shit, you know. You know, uh, during the week, we pass out flyers, you know. And then when, when the party goes, I, I got a little bit of smoke. So I have my joints rolled up, go up in that motherfucking party and sit selling old school joints, you know, two hours right. that, you know. <laughs> so then now all of a sudden here comes one shady looking motherfucker here comes two shady motherfuckers yeah. then they got their hats banked to the right oh. or to the left oh you already know then before you know it here's a fight over a girl or some dumb shit here comes the cop now everybody's running out the house and shit jumping fences all scattering around in the hood man you know how many times I had to run away from a motherfucker <laughs> goddamn party man my fat ass jumping fences man goddamn hiding under trees and you know what I mean goddamn we didn't have cell phones and shit like that back then. They call motherfuckers, hey, come pick me up. I'm up on this tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hiding on this there, room. <laughs> I'm hiding on this room. Do you see me? Do you see? <laughs> it was like that, right, for real, right. man. Some of these parties would get out of hand, you know. And then we yeah, would have to crazy. go back because I'd go have my dudes and shit carry some of this damn equipment, you know. And that was my ride home. Yeah. 
Sometimes I have to walk home because it would get so crazy and shit. Come home from Hammond. Damn. Three, four in the morning because my fucking party got raided and shit. <laughs> so I'm trying to dick it, uh, dutching, uh, uh, well, you're ducking dive and shit. Right. So I'm going to get caught up crazy as shit. Damn. The good old days. But yeah, um, uh, and then like now, you know, we, uh, so back then it was crazy, but still the DJing kept me away. So I wouldn't be into all that craziness, you know what I'm saying? Even though I was still part of that, telling you these stories, but I wasn't the one fighting and killing anybody or trying to fuck people up, you know? I was just like, hey, you know, I'm just trying to have a good time. You know, I'm trying to look for a little love, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it crazy. It was a crazy time. But through the years, through the experience, you know, uh, doing parties and, and stuff like that, you know, you get to a point where now we can talk about this stuff. We're telling our stories, you know, our experiences and stuff. We could uh, let people know how it was at one time and, you know, uh, get some inspiration where they want to go, you know? Right, right, right. That's crazy. <clears throat> Good stuff, man. Um, take a break. Take well, a break. We're going to take a, a union break right now. Right. <laughs> Play a little music, all right? And we ain't really got no music to talk about. We're just going to play music that we picked out. And then um, we'll let y'all talk about it. Yeah.
hit the loop juice and pulls up in the deuce. He gives me the scoop about the fake ass truths and how niggas out there wanna play. I take another hit of the wet and then I blast away. How far, player? Far enough to go off the edge. I push another nigga off the ledge. So I stumble as I slide to the Chevy. Yeah, my eyes kinda teary and gun kinda heavy. I'm a walking dead man, is what they call me when I'm coming. Got the big S on my chest, so I'm kinda gunning high. Powered on my way to the west side to check up on some chickens. It's a hell of a drive, so drive on. As I hit my dodo stick to the break of dope, crime fighting's what I do. And niggas in my crew don't take lightly to you busters, and so we say fuck you, then fuck you, tuck you in for the night. As you think about the paper at the funeral site. So when I'm hanging with the click and we in demand, I feel good that the city of angels call me Black Superman. Girl's a trooper, no matter what I needed to do, she'd be like, 
on his own throne, the boss like King Cooper. On the microphone, he floss the ring. Average MCs is like a TV blooper. MF Doom, he's like DB Cooper. Out with the moolah, I let her get her outfit. Just to cool her off, she said niggas ain't about shit. I wonder if she meant it, I doubt it. The way it be in her mouth, she can't live without it. And can't live with this, handle your business. Villainous, stay on a scandalous, whole shitless. One pack of cookies, please, Mr. Hooper. It's fun smacking rookies, he is the... Look like a black Wookiee when he let his beard grow weirdo. Brown skin, it always kept his hair low. Rumors has it it's a S curl accident. Doom was always known to keep the best girls' backs bent. Some say it's the eyes, some say the accent. A lot of guys wonder where their stacks went. I call her thunder thighs with the fatty swoller. Only mess with high rollers, do what daddy told her. No matter the city, she with me to do the thang thang. Working the coochie hoopty, chitty chitty bang bang. Same name on the titty as on the name ring. Pretty like baby D or all in the same gang. Keep my eye on her, really don't trust her, but I treat her like a daughter. Taught her how to bust a nut and the heat to turn beef to horse meat chalupa. Teach her how to hold it, of course he is the... See, most cats treat her like fufa or beat her to a stupa. Take it from the super. You need to make her feel cuter and lay down the G like loofah. Everything will be super. do for her. Keep her in a new fur so she looks sweet when she go to meet the super. Got the Buddha, get the grenadiers, twist it, put it in the air. Come here, kiss it. Listen here, Scooter, let her try to bag you when she's on the rag. Never let her fry the ragu, which will have you under some type of spell crying dagboo. Her name on your back in a tattoo. Whether a bougie or a nerd hole street chick, don't call a wife if you met her at the freak nick. You don't want her, don't waste her time, I'll do her. And be a father to your child like the... He keep his hoes in check, sends him out to get glows for more frozen necks. Tell him take his clothes, leave him posing naked for real. Better yet, get him for the check off the record deal. Find out where he keep the tech and the blue steel. Make sure for extra wreck, let him know how you feel. And while he's running down to All-Star Weekend to ball, I'm coming with the U-Ball. Road service, we back. Back, back in effect. A little musical journey. Yes. Back for a break. Right, right. <laughs> back for more, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, we got a little bit. Well, a lot, kind of a lot of uh, into you was in the aspect of DJing and shit like that. And yeah. The, the way you were in the hip hop community, the music community, all together. So, but what we were talking about is how we met, which brings me back a little bit to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So, a kind of a background I'll give you too is like my uh, my upbringings and shit like that too. Is um, a lot of my music flavor comes from my mom and my dad and shit, just like how you were saying with your pops. Yeah. Um, so influence, yeah. My mom used to collect records. Funkadelic, Cameo, Ooh. Al Green, uh, Teddy Pendergrass, um, Billy Paul. But then, before that, when I was younger, bro, yeah, she used to be into the Fat Boys, the oh, okay. Beastie Boys, the Talking Heads, Blondie. Um, a lot of this 80s shit, taco, aha, all that bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, because she grew up during that time. Right. 
But my dad, on the other hand, man, dude, my dad, I'm just gonna get, I'm just tell you straight up, my dad was a dope deal, man, for a long time. Never knew it. Right. You know, he's just a kid being a kid. He's a dope dealer, man. But his flavor and music was with the times, man. Uh, fucking Led Zeppelin and ACDC. Right. Um, Iron Maiden, fucking uh, Rush. Fuck cool. you. Not so much Iron Maiden, that was my cousin, but like Rush, uh, Pink Floyd. Shit in this nature, you know what I mean? But yeah. also Parliament. You know what I mean? Funkadelic, uh, Santana. So that's where a lot of my, why I really get into those like, uh, like Afro, uh, Latin drum shit and jazz yeah. and shit. That's where a lot of my influence comes from, from both. Santana, yeah. Mandrill, Mandrill, shit like that. And from my mom's mainly like, it was like hip hop and shit like that. Cause when I would buy Tupac CDs or cassettes, my mom would already be hip to it. You know, she knew what was up. So you started listening to uh, hip hop right off when you were young, like yeah, yeah. But I didn't know, you know, what it was. Like you know what I mean? Cause my mom used to have the fucking uh, the, the remember the females used to get the box mullets and shit. Yeah, she used to have that shit. Right, like salt and pepper. Um, uh-huh. Had a raccoon hat and shit like that. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I she's... seen the culture like firsthand and shit. Cause my mom, she had me. She was really young, so I seen like you know what I mean. She was basically still in her twenties, I think. Oh, okay. When I was already knowing the shit, like how she was dressing and all that shit. It was eighties. You know what I mean? Fucking talking heads, all that crazy fucking uh, house party and all the movies and shit were out. But you know what? I met your mom before I met you first. I met her, I met your mom first before I met you. Right, right. Ivy Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't even know about you until I met met Pony Boy and then That's weird how that fucking is, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So anyway, he's getting back to on that on that aspect though, man. My dad would a lot of the times I'd be with my pops, man. It was always that rock music and shit, man. You know what I mean? He was a rocker. Right, right. With that being said, I kind of live both aspect aspects in that kind of music culture, like rock yeah. and hip hop. I've done them both, which is crazy because I never think I'd be able to do that shit. Yeah, with with your groups, with right. the groups you fucked with. with the, yeah. So. But anyways, getting back to like when I first started writing, dude, it was me and one of my homies. And we would be, he said, mom used to have these Vanilla Ice CDs and shit, so he would play that. And I'd be like, what this shit's bullshit. We can write better rhymes than this, you know? So we used to do it and write rhymes just fucking off and the shit would be cold. Yeah. But and we were young, man. So then, blah, 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 I go to fucking um, junior high. I meet DJ Gordo. Remember him? Yeah. His brother was DJ Uzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All them cats. Yep. DJ Gordo, shout out to him. Big Chicago DJ now. He's like the yeah. face of Chicago down there. Yeah, he's banging and out there in Chicago. Dope, oh, yeah. I'll post some pictures of him, shit. I'll tag him in the, in the podcast. But he had handed me a, 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 a mixtape of these instrumentals, hip-hop instrumentals. Mob Deep, Wu-Tang. 
Fushnikins, all this crazy shit. And that opened the door to me like some boom bap. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that was the time. Not first say boom bap, but that kind of hip hop, you know what I mean? That, yeah, like boom bap, whatever. That's when my rap style changed, dude. Fucking gradually, I mean, big time from. Because I was right before that, I was writing gangbang shit, like gangster ass music. I wrote my first fucking rhyme to, uh, well, to a Coolio instrumental. Our first, my first, you know, I would say adolescent, fucking <laughs> high school years hip hop fucking song. And then I got introduced to that hip hop from Gordo, and boom, dude, Juju was in block two. Yeah. So he taught, he gave, gave me the dictionary, and that kind of expanded my mind to like rapping in a whole. Like uh, MF Doom, like I talk, uh, that's a perfect example, dude. His rhyme pattern is so fucking obscure, but it's still dope. You know what I mean? I dig that shit. Um, Buster Rhymes with them all in your face, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dungeon Dragon. Dungeon Dragons. Yep. That's another one. Leaders of the New ones. School. Yeah. Um, KRS, dude. Just his yeah. voice, like we were talking about. Like he, the beats. Dope, it's okay, but he makes the beat ten times better. Yeah. Like him and the beat are one. Boom bap. Exactly what I'm talking about. Um Andre three thousand dude. Poetry but in a fucking hip hop. Yeah, and, and deep too. Slow and deep. Um his song is the fucking one of my favorite songs from Andre three thousand. And she lives in my lap and he was talking about his pistol the whole time but it sounds like he's talking about a fucking female right so that kind of style where it's like right you um, know what he's saying but it has a deeper meaning biggie dude biggie, biggie. reminded me a lot of myself i first heard him on one of those echo mixtapes right you remember those echo mixtapes right right yeah yeah yeah. that kind of, i mean he reminded me of myself i kind of fucking uh resonated from Biggie because Biggie was always on that hip hop shit but it sounded with that taste of gangster shit and I've always adapted like had my style kind of like based off that a little bit so I really dug him and shit and that's my hip hop birthday 22 he was born on May 21st so was I haha <laughs> so, Gemini gang yeah Gemini gang um but you know him, Tupac. I remember listening to Tupac and being like, this motherfucker, like, him and Biggie really got some shit going on, you know what I mean? I remember that beef. I was a part of that fucking beef, you know what I mean? I remember when Pac got shot. Yeah. I remember when Biggie got shot. It was horrible, dude. Um, who else? Just, man, the ghetto boys and shit. Ghetto boys, yeah. Here and there, fucking style and shit like that. Um, just something totally different, dude. That down south gutter ass fucking hip hop, man. Oh hell yeah. Um, Brother Lechong, dude. Chino XL. Yeah, All these down south. Dude. I like the UGK. Right, right. Uh, Eight Ball MJG. And yep. Pepsi. Mr. Big, Mr. Big. All that shit, man. Yeah, hell yeah. It's a big part of my life that's created me as an as an artist now, I always call myself. As I'm doing hip hop, it's like it's just not it's not just rhyming words together, man. It's not. Yeah. And if that's the case, then anybody could fucking 
rap. And that's the thing that's portrayed now on the fucking um, the radio. It's that commercial shit, man. Hip-hop songs that move you and like bring you back to a certain part of your life or when you listen to that song you're like man dude like that motherfucker got his soul on that you know track yeah. that's the type of shit that that i fucking try to do man but that's the kind of inspiration i get too as far as like with other mc that's the shit i like that's what's up but i digress i'm just going on a rant but you know what I no, mean? No, your influence. Those are where yeah, your influences. influences. Um, so, like I said, backtrack a little bit. Or go for a little bit. I meet you. I meet Pony Boy first. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, talk about um, that one. Uh, cause we, I, had a, we had a tape, me and Juju. Uh-huh. I would chop beats up on a fucking cassette tape of Cypress Hill. And they had the end of that fucking uh, intros. They, them little intros they had, yeah. I would chop it up and loop it. Oh, and okay. I would flow over Cypress Hill and loop it. And I would show Juju shit, and I had a fucking song called. It's so funny because I I kind of I, I bit off fucking Twister Twister and what Adrenaline Rush. Yeah. Adrenaline Rush. Well, I flipped it. I had this away. Insulin shock. <laughs> but it was the same concept. Yeah. Like the flows were on point, the hook was on point, and it was just like. Um, that's the type of shit I was doing when I was with you and shit. And then uh, we put this mixtape together. I had that on there. I had a couple other fucking tracks on there. And I would say my style back then was kind of like Dr. Dr. Octagon. Yeah. With a style cool like key, that. Yeah. Like Cool Keith or some weird shit like that. With like a uh, hip hop flavor to it and shit. But back then, when I met you, 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 you uh, took on different uh, uh, alter egos. Oh, it wasn't, yeah. Asthmatic Breathtaker. Yep. And what's that, uh, the Assault Weapon? That was my first rap name, yeah, the Assault Weapon. <laughs> the metaphoric Assault Weapon. Yeah, there it is, yeah. <clears throat> that was my rap name when I first came out, so like, then I was the Asthmatic Breathtaker. That was another uh, uh, alias of mine. But they were all different personalities, like, the Asthmatic was like a more sick and deranged type rapper and shit. Yeah, no. And the Assault Weapon was the battle rapper. Yeah. And the warlock was just the both of them mixed together yeah. and shit. Yeah. And then now as I've matured, I'm dirtbag, <laughs> <laughs> which fits me so well. No, but um, what do you call it? The battle rapping and shit. <clears throat> Fat Fridays. Yeah, we saw um, go there. Right. At the time you were DJing in Chicago. I was, and you were doing the public access uh, show, I was um, battling in Gary. So check it out. Bef I was in a, when I was doing public access, I wasn't DJing. I didn't start DJing in Chicago until after the public access. Oh, okay. I started DJing um, after, I start, after I stopped working at uh, Wicked. Right, right, right. Uh, when I was working for Wicked, from I think it was like from '99 till 2000 and uh, 2003. Uh, no, I think even before that, I was there for like maybe a couple years. 
I started, I started working, and then when I started working, that's when I got the radio stations, everything situated. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, then, then that's when I started DJing in Chicago again, after like 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, so I fast-forwarded too far. <laughs> but, um, no, we're trying to remember. Yeah, that's yeah. when it's been so long. Marijuana affects the memory. <laughs> no, but um, battle rapping and shit. That's how I met a lot of the cats for the public access. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Freeze Rock. Omen. Short Fuse. Short Fuse. Vision. Yeah, Local Vision. Dragon. Um, Nightmare G. Solo. Uh, who else do I uh, Low Key. Um, Freeze Rock. Freeze Rock was he was the resident DJ at Fat Fridays, dude. Yeah. Him and Low Key. They would always be going at it. Um the free promos and shit against the wall and shit like that. Remember they used to have the VHS. Father Time, remember Father, Father Time. That was before oh, Time Fat Takers. Fridays. Yeah. Gatekeepers. Yeah. The Gatekeepers, Father Time, uh, so the Real. Gatekeepers compilation. Came from Fat Friday, so Fat Friday inspired that. Would you say or not? I would say that came out before Fat Friday, Fat Fridays, because I was even younger when I met Father Time and all that. That's I wasn't even battle rapping yet; I was just freestyling on the mic. Or was it fifty fifty? That was fifty fifty and shit we met. But anyway, damn, we're trying to remember all this shit, man. Yeah, we we're going back in time. So many, the way we met, Short Fuse, and how we. How we got into um, Fat Fridays is through short views and all that. Um, <clears throat> another story, too, is we fucking met up at... Um, actually, no. Because that's when I seen Short Fuse the second time was at Fat Fridays. The first time I met Short Fuse, Vic, um, he was our DJ and shit. For me, we used to have a group called the Ghetto Patch Kids. <laughs> the Ghetto Patch Kids. GPK, man. We were the shit, bro. And then it was me, Doc Skills, right, and Juice, and Vic was our DJ. And we went to a, uh, it was like a graduation party or something. And Fuse was there with his DJ, DJ Flip. Yeah. And then it fill was, the bass. It, it fill the bass. <laughs> and and what you call it? Um, they're like, yeah, his his autographs down here in the slaughterhouse too. Take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Led to the Vic was like, well, fuck that. He goes, I got my DJ. Oh, I'm, the, I'm DJing for such and such. So we all met up. And we fucking battled on stage, dude. And that's how I met Short Fuse for the first time. And that was before or after public access? So he did before. The... Way be... before. And me and Short Fuse are family to this day, man. I'm not going to say who won the battle. But Rick knows. <laughs> Rick knows. <laughs> Shout out to Short Fuse, though, man. But, um, yeah. They know who won that battle. <laughs> but when anyway. we met, we, we, started do, we started filming shows going with uh, Pony Boy. Right. To lowrider shows and shit like that. Right. And we got involved to where I was DJing 
and Jay got to battling motherfuckers on the city oh, yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember that shit? Random cats. Step right up. Step right up. Catch this fucking ass whooping. There was <laughs> one, I think I was at the Odium. It was way out west. Yeah. And uh, it was a lowrider show. And I got to I got to DJ and, and mixing. And you got to battling. And uh, it, w- it was pretty dope. I remember because mm-hmm. I was cutting up some cool Keith beats and shit. Yeah. And uh, what I was yeah, doing, I forgot all about that. The beats were cold, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, I want the the lyricist to break them off. So, like, I would cut a couple bars off and just let you freestyle with yeah. no beat. You know, even do like I'll let the beat, I'll I'll cut the beat off for mm-hmm. a couple bars and let him break it off so we could hear him. Right. And see how he sounds. You know what I mean? That kind yeah, of I kept shit. fucking them cats up because they were whack. Yeah. <laughs> to the average MC, you would be but able like, to stay on beat without the beat playing. Right. To so some cat that's just trying to show his fucking balls, yeah. he's going to be like, oh, what happened to the beat? So, yeah. But it wasn't to burn anybody. It was so that, right, right. yeah, if it's on point, you hear that motherfucker break you off and everybody just hears him say his right. spit and everybody's like, ooh, you know what I mean? But in reality, I was burning all of them. <laughs> 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 I was such an arrogant bastard back then. But you know what? My style and my fucking bars, dude, backed me up, man. I would say, yeah, it was pretty, pretty unstoppable. <laughs> Not to fucking like pat my own back, bro, but you seen you you seen me rip cats in half? Yeah, um, I got I won battles and brought home money because of it. Like walked into a new place, nobody knows me, where the crowd favorite is the motherfucker they all came with. Snatch that shit. Well, work working on it on it on your craft consistency, you know, mm-hmm. it pays off. What yeah. you put in, you get out, you know? And that's why I love battling and freestyle. And I think that was just the, to keep me sharp and to keep my style to evolve. Because you would go against the cat, man. For example, you would go against, like, the Nightmare G. And the Nightmare G that I knew, he would just throw punchlines and talk shit about you. And then if you would go against Vision, Vision was a comedian. So he would pull off, he pulled a fan, dude. He pulled a little fourth floor fan, put it underneath his shirt, blew his shirt up all big, yeah. and started imitating short fuse, dog. Oh. About his weight. Dude, the shit like that. He was the comedian. He was like the joker. Like, you had to watch out for him and shit. And then there was other cats, like, remember Psychosis? Yeah. Well, he would just fucking straight bar the fuck out of you and big word the fuck out of you. Like, um, he would drop big words on you like crazy. And But then I remember one night, he tried to use one of Eminem's bars and shit and got fucking booed off the damn mic. Boo. And he was like, uh, what did he say? He would be biting that shit, like some shit like that. And I'm like, damn. So anyways. But remember when we used to go to those joints in the city? Yeah, Subterranean. Sub T, that was the spot too. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? J.U. Ice? J.U. Ice. Yeah, we went to go see That's him. That's what I talk about, like, motherfucker. Like, like, I know my homie Dylan Medina from from uh, the Hip Hop Vinyl Spinners podcast. He's um, hit me up on Facebook talking about, yeah, your boy Juice got ate up by Supernet. I'm like, I know. I met both of them cats. Like, J.U. Ice, we met. 
And he was just in the city, just lounging, dude. At the Wild Hair, you remember that? Wild Hair, yeah. And he was on stage freestyling with, uh, was that Rhymefest with him? Yeah. Rhymefest, bro. Like, I didn't even know that was Rhymefest. Rhymefest, though. But you were like, that's Rhymefest and J.U.I. So now, this time, guys, they weren't big. They were big, but they were Chicago big. There was no Kanye West yet, guys. No, not he even. He was not even. Not even. Not he might have been. I mean... I don't want to say like that. He was not mainstream. Motherfuckers didn't know about him yet. They didn't know Common was the only cat basically making a lot of noise out here. Twister. Yeah. Yo. You know what I mean? Common. Yeah, you heard Common and Twister a lot back in the day, like early 90s. Oh, yeah. Seeing so, uh, Underground back then, I I heard of like Ill State Assassins, so like Kingdom Rock. Right, right. Uh, them cats, Isilla, uh, Rhymefest, all these Rhyme cats. Rhymefest. Uh, Nacrobats. Yeah, and then that's how we met Centric IE. Yoda Rock, Silas. Um, the list goes on. But no, man, seeing Rhymefest and Juice on the fucking stage ripped that shit up. And there was nobody in the fucking club. It was me, my girl, my wife. At the time, she was my girl. But me and her, you, Vic, Jew. And that was it. And there was like 10 more people in the club. And these cats are up there ripping that shit. I'm not gonna lie, there's probably about 20 people in there. But yeah, dude, that was the only time I was intimidated to get on stage, bro. Yeah, they're dope. They were too dope. I was like, anyone on freestyle, I'm like, I'm getting something. But no, them dudes are super cat. They're super cool, man. Super smooth with it. Um. But yeah, dude, we would go out there too, man, and just check out the scene. So. Doing what you were doing, the public access radio, and then, uh, then uh, the pirate radio. Pirate radio station. And then you did, you you got, you created a couple groups. Right. So going into after the GPK and all that, I just started doing uh, radio, and not only radio, I was DJing a little bit for Hobby Hob. Hobby Hob, shout out to Hobby Hob. Yep, Hobby Hob, shout out to him. And I was fucking with the Wicked Ones. Gary from Miller, the East Side. He battle knows him. Um, yeah, the Wicked, with the Wicked Ones. Chemotherapy, Chemo Killer P, and the Lord of Darkness, LOD, aka Mr. Yee Yee. <laughs> I used to have to turn the mic down all the way down to interview that cat. But no, these were some cool cats, man, and they have flow. Again, the trap music of their day. Yeah. I'm talking about trap, I'm talking about trap, but hip-hop trap. Dude, I'm going to post some links to them. Check them out on YouTube, The Wicked Ones. They still got their, their music. Their shit, yeah. I'll post some links on there. I know, I got their music on Chemotherapy's a beast, dude. LOD just dropped a new video with Direct from the... They used to always come over here at the station. Directs from Triple Darkness or from Psychodrama? Psychodrama. With Direct. Direct, he did uh, beats with Traxter and all that. Legendary Traxter, too. Yeah, he's Triple Darkness. Yeah, Traxter, yeah. Direct. And yeah, Rick knows. Uh, um, <laughs> what's his name from uh, Psychodrama? Nuisance. Nuisance is cool as fuck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, East Solo, like I said, from uh, Ilse Assassins. He's affiliated with all them cats. And like yeah. I said, Kingdom Rock. There's a bunch of cats, uh, you know, they they uh, been doing it for so long, you know, right, right. Uh, hip-hop underground, like you were saying, that's me now. <laughs> been doing it for so long and shit. 
Um, but getting into that too, man, like, so we had that group, and then I got with my homie Righteous that I'm with now, Chris. <clears throat> Righteous came out, back then he went by C4 Gutter. He started the Paradise group of shit, which was me, Doc Skills, uh, Rico, Gage, um, Chris went by C4, and we had a squad of shit. We had Jew on the squad. Uh, this dude named uh, Jesse that went by Syllable, super dope shit. Uh, and then we started, um, that's when I started getting into, uh, I dropped the Dirt Locker album not too long afterwards. Is that your first album? That's yeah, yeah. first album I actually dropped, dropped. There's a Ghetto Patch album floating out there, we just gotta put it out. It's a legit studio recorded. I probably GPK have it. Album. I bet I have it. You probably do. I bet I have a copy there. We should um, shit, post that up. So, how, uh, <coughs> excuse me. How many albums you 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 uh, got you put together so far? Because um, you're working out, or you just finishing up one right now, right? Yeah, it should be coming out. Like I said, it's it's gonna come out at the end of the month. I'm waiting on the last two tracks. The drums are, should be getting laid on by Ray Vic. Come on, I gotta wait on the legendary Ray Vic to lay drums. So. Yeah, he's a bad drummer. <laughs> shout out to Ray Vic. Right, shout out to him. I gotta give yeah. him some time, dude. He's cold as fuck. He's doing it for me, dude. I can't rush the man's genius, man. He's cold with it. I mean, really, he's right. cold with it. No joke. Hit him up, right. look him up, Ray Vic. But before all that is when I came up, it was me and a cat named Josh Johnston that I work with guitar player that came up with the Dirty Energy thing, the band, the rock band. There we go, yeah. So, moving on from rap to rock, my second love, I was a front man, me and you, for uh, this band called Dirty Energy, which was a play on mine's and Jew's name, rap names, Dirtbag, or Dirty, and then it went by Energy, so Dirty Energy, with the band. Um, we felt like it was easier to get shows as a rock, rock act and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, we were getting paying gigs like nothing. No shit. Yeah, and it wasn't like no no petty shit, dude. Like, we were at least getting paid a hundred apiece. Oh, that's, yeah, shit, yeah. But that, just imagine like DJing and shit, but not really DJ. He's not DJ, no. You're doing performing. The, yeah. yeah, you're performing for how long? No equipment. Or you brought your own equipment, but... You brought your equipment, you know, your yeah. guitar, your mic, your stuff. Right, like but you that. can take breaks, like long-ass breaks. You play the jukebox, but, you know, I'm gonna go off break for a little bit. Right, I'll be back. I'll go. Yeah, not like DJing. You ain't taking no break unless you got a mix now pre-recorded. <laughs> right, yes. You can even go piss. But, um, no, we did that, man. And we started jamming, practicing, and a dude hit me up on Facebook. Cause we were doing open mics. A dude hit me up on Facebook by the name of Ivan Garcia, super cool cat. Um, and he's like, "Hey, uh, he's like Johnny, I'm, you know, I love your music. I've seen a couple of your videos. And I, and I knew already he was talking about the ones with the band. So I'm like, cool. Um, he's like, I'm gonna throw in a battle of the bands. I want to get you in on it." Shit, us? We've only been playing for like three months. Fuck it, let's do it. So we signed up, and the whole thing was it you had to sell your own tickets and shit. And then uh, the count, the how many ticket sales you got went on your place in performing. 
So I think like the the last time we performed, we actually got we sold a lot of tickets, so we got like right before the last act. So yeah, which was Baby Brother. Yeah, <laughs> shouts out to Baby Brother. Right. Um, <coughs> but, excuse me. Um, anyways, the whole practicing with the band doing open mics and shit, we had like three or four songs, bro. That was it. But when we found out we had that battle coming up, we came up with like three songs like that. You guys, I thought you guys did covers too. We did a couple covers. So we used to do a Jimi Hendrix cover. That's what I was going to say, yeah. The to Jimi uh, Voodoo Child. And then we would add rapping and shit. It's all on YouTube, man. But we're at J.J. Kelly's uh, doing Battle of the Bands. We had to learn like two, another cover we learned. But we didn't even do that because they say your limit was two covers, so we just did the one and did all originals. Did you had a time limit or just some? They told us that once we did our show, uh-huh. well, the first time, yeah, we had time limit. We had three songs. We did one of the... the That's like 12 minutes right we there. Did, yeah, we did How Drunk Was I, which was like our fucking hit. And then we did a Jimi Hendrix cover to Voodoo Child, which was our second hit. And then we had like one more called... I forget what the fuck it was called. I used to love her when I changed the rap song into the rock song. Yeah. And those were our three songs. So as soon as we we actually won the first round and Baby Brother opted out, so we end up having the battle again in the second round. That's what it was. It was two different rounds. Yeah. So Baby Brother, I forgot how it went. We both won, so it's supposed to be us versus Baby Brother yeah. in the next round, but it never happened because they opted out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so in the second round, they, <laughs> in the second round, they actually let another band come back, and I'm like, man, fuck that, they lost. Yeah. But they came back, we blew their asses out again, um, and we actually won that shit, man. But we actually learned like three or four extra songs just for the battle. So, I mean, dude, we were just fucking basically not even a full band yet. Winning battle right. bands. Um, and then we had that secret weapon, Funky Phil, the percussionist with us. So, he had, yeah, he helped us win that battle and shit. And then going on from there, getting back up with Chris, starting the Anna Music label, which is now one of my albums is coming out this month. Not from the label, but he recorded and engineered almost all the songs. For me, um, and I'm working on another album right now. You said it's gonna be out when? Uh, by the 31st of this month. If not, the very or February. Digital downloads. Digital Spotify? downloads. Spotify. I'll probably just have it on Spotify, Bandcamp, and I'm probably gonna press a couple CDs. CDs. Mm-hmm. And then if I can get put it on wax, I'll put it on. Hey, I'll put it on cassette. Fuck it. Put it on cassette. I'll do that. I'll oh, put it on cassette. Lit collector's edition <coughs> but anyways yeah man and then now boom we're back in the whole mix of me and you meeting each other from doing the public access from me doing my own thing rapping starting to rock man from you right. in Chicago um, also with the public access because you went on to go do stuff for Wicked Entertainment too okay so working with Wicked it was because of Pony Boy. And because uh, I was doing public access, Pony Boy got me working for Wicked Entertainment because he got me the interview with uh, Isilla. Right. That was my first interview. 
and we started doing uh, some public access shows for a while. Uh, we did a couple of different kind of vibes where we did uh, hip hop, uh, and then we did another show called Evil TV, where uh, because of uh, Pony Boy, Pony Boy uh, hooking it up with the fucking uh, Man Cow and Q101, uh, we got like uh, shit with, with uh, Freak, Freak and Turd, shit like that. So, uh, and uh, we had a lot of, uh, he was doing a lot of uh, shit with, uh, what's the, the band he, he formed up with the band downstairs? Oh, what the fuck were they called? Was it? Hispanic? Hispanic. 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 Yeah, Hispanic Panic. Hispanic Panic. That's so, Boy did a rock group, yeah, Hispanic Panic. That. So, weed stew. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Weed stew. Weed stew instead of brain stew by all. They had some Freedom. good music. Yeah. yeah, yeah they did. So because of that, he was in the rock vibe. So we were recording and fucking around recording rock music. Rock yeah. rock groups. And, and then you were into nothing but rock at the yeah. time. Yeah, we got into the whole vibe of it and shit. So there was a, we had uh we thought that they were uh Yeah, illicit. Illicit. They had a couple uh band uh groups. They did a battle of the bands over yeah, here. Yeah, dude. And so, one. I don't know. It was just that time. It was dude, that. And, and this is crazy just saying this is that. It was a period of time where everybody was into rap, but somehow shifted it to the rock. The system of a down was that all at the time. Yeah. yeah dude. That uh, Limp Biscuit vibe, I guess, got everybody that bug up their crazy, ass man. and shit. That's like a journey. Even in Cypress Hill, they were doing <laughs> yeah. rock, too. What the fuck? Uh, live at the, uh, what was that album they did? It was live, live at, Fillmore. at the Fillmore, right. yeah, and then the Exitos Latinos and shit, right. and then what else, DJ Monks Presents, Soul, yeah, Assassin. Soul Assassins, so I mean, dude, we, we I don't want to say we were with the times, but we were in that whole fucking vibe, that whole vibe you said, when yeah. it changed, we changed with it, and yeah. we, just, we kept going and doing the same shit we're doing. We were now. feeling it, yeah, because, yeah, uh... Uh, we will we will go to Point Boy with the Cuba One Hundred One shows, yep. right? So like, the acts that were there, uh, Papa Roach or you know all those yeah. all those acts at that time, you know uh, that were banging. You know I could yeah. go on and on. We were there either yeah. filming it, interviewing people, and we were doing uh, the public action show, bringing that back and, and airing it over here for a while. Right. We just got to find all that footage. I got it. Exactly. So we could bring it back, kind of like, you know, bring all that on stuff YouTube. back up. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, man, speaking on all After that, all that, then, then uh, the radio. The radio. We, we talked radio. about the pirate radio. I, I got to DJ in Chicago because I was doing pirate radio here. My boy got me on. Shouts out to DJ Storm, DJ DNS. Cool dude, Yeah. Yeah, Shy Illa Flavor. So then I get, got the bug up my ass, and so I got reacquainted with house music again on another level. And that, that took me deep for some nine years. And then, uh, no, I got my daughter, I got married. So I chilled, mm. chilled out from everything for a while and got myself together. Happened, in a way. Bro. I got my, well, here's what happened. Like, throughout the time, as everything progressed and all the accumulation of records and this and that got disorganized. So that, that period of time where I wasn't doing the DJing thing, and being out there like I was before gave me time to reorganize, reset, you know, uh, refresh, that kind of right. shit. So here we are talking about it. You know, what we're doing here with the podcast, right. what we're trying to do with YouTube, utilizing those platforms because 
now I've I've reorganized, I reestablished, I'm reacquainted with the music that was, uh, you know, 30 years ago. Right. You know, all the house music. I'm telling you, this is um, so. You know, going forward, you know, with with uh, this show below the surface and what we want to do and take that to another level, and you doing your projects mm -hmm. separate, you know, and me doing what I want to do. You know, it, it keeps us uh, going, you know. Right, right. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, where we're at from that point, you know what I mean? Where we go right. from here, and it's, uh, it's up to our imagination, man. Yeah. So it's been a hell of a ride, man. Um, yes, it has. More to come on that story, because we're probably going to be doing way more bigger shit than this, too. It's coming up. Um, but I would like to give big shout-outs, man, before we do cut out here. So Dwayne the door today, man. He blessed me. He blessed me with a lot of merch today. I posted the videos on my Facebook. He uh, blessed me with a handbag for my wife. Yeah, you posted on uh, Facebook, right? Yeah, you see that he fucking hand painted Amy Winehouse. Yeah, that was nice. Bag, and on the bottom it says "fuck a Burberry," and on the other side, um, I forgot what the fuck it is. Buy art, not designer. Tagged on the purse, dude. Super sick. One of a kind, handmade. You know what I mean? Right. Hooked me up with a, a dope house. That's his um, his uh, his logo. Dope house and shit. His business that he runs. And shit. Yeah, he spells it H A U. S yeah S with the little hyphens yeah. above it. But um, he plugged me with the handbag. He plugged my wife with a shirt, dope house shirt. He plugged me with the hoodie. Um, what do you call it? Dope house hoodie. And he's gonna make me my Curtis Mayfield invented trap music T-shirt tonight. Damn, that's so shit for real. He hooked me up, dude. I mean, I won't say he hooked me up, guys. Like he gave the shit to me for free, man. Cause no, I supported. I, I support art, man, and I wanted to give my support to him, dude. So instead of going to buy my wife a birthday present at fucking. Uh, I don't know, coach or some shit like that. Yeah. I went to my homie Dwayne the Dork, man, and bought some art off him, something that nobody else has. And I supported one of my homies, man, in small businesses, man. Supporting small businesses. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. super cold with it, dude. He's from my neighborhood, and that's why I tell a lot of people, like, I don't shop outside of my neighborhood. I try not to. Even Girl Scouts. Fuck that. <laughs> and Gary, I ain't buying shit with them. Care if that sounds mean or not. But he's from my hood, dude, and um, he's cold with it, dude. You seen he put the t-shirts in the pizza box? No. Oh, it's so sick, dude. No, pizza boxes, see. you lift it up and the products in there. No, I see just the the, the shirt that said yeah, Dope House, yeah. But he's super cool, man. Check him out on Facebook, Dwayne the Red Pill. Check him out on um, Instagram, Acrylic Poppy. Um, Neil Taylor, too, man, for the dope-ass fucking lid I got on. With the Shaw Brothers patch on the side. See that shit? Yeah. And the fat laces in the front. And the camo brim, which everybody knows Dirtbag Johnny's been rocking camo since day one. <laughs> Rick will tell you that shit. Definitely. Um, shout outs to them, man. Like I said. And then shout outs to Booby from the bomb for the sweater. The 209 sweater. Yeah. And yeah, shout outs to Hip Hop Vinyl Spinners for the Hip Hop Vinyl Spinners. What's up? I'm repping everybody today, man. Hell yeah. Support um, local. Support your local, man, and your people. Yep. But um, besides that, shout outs to Hip Hop Vinyl Spinners, 
they got dope shows. Check them out. They just did a dope show about sophomore hip hop albums, sophomore hip hop albums and shit. It was really dope. Check um, them out, definitely. Oh, check, check out just one podcast, Coffee and Kush. They're from out here. I haven't heard of that. Um, oh, just, you did mention yeah, that yeah, yeah. Coffee um, and Kush. Yeah. Jamie Bondo. He's got a podcast out here called Coffee and Kush. Shouts out to him. They're doing some good shit over there. He just had uh, Dwayne the Dork on his podcast. Shit's banging out here, bro. Yeah, the podcasts are banging. Yeah, that's what's up. You got any shoutouts? We've been, I've been sending shouts out as we went along, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, support support local uh, businesses. Support. We've been always support local artists. Support your local DJs. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the, CX, you know what I mean? man. They put out product, man. Hey, it don't cost shit. If they're sharing it on Spotify, it don't cost nothing to fucking stream their shit and give it a chance, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we got the access to, you know, uh, network with people everywhere with the internet and these podcasts. So, you know, if you're hearing this, you know, hit us up, you know. Right, right. Uh, however you want. You know, there's links to, to emails, whatever emails we got. God, I can't remember now. <laughs> the Surface Podcast on Instagram. We just started. We're going to start posting more shit. Yeah. Uh, we just started the page, man. You got to get on that. Um, and okay. if you want to message us on Instagram, that's the, probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Below the Surface Podcast on Instagram. Um, Facebook, Below the Surface. Uh, YouTube, Below the Surface coming soon. Um, yeah. Me and Rick are working on We got that podcasts. page, though, right? Yeah. Or- we're gonna post that shit, some new shit on there. Um, shout outs to Adam Music. I'm about to go to the studio and record a song right now. And uh, shout outs to Yoda Rock. Um, he just came out with an album called The Greats. The Greats, yeah. Yeah, man. Check it's that a out. dope album, man. Everybody check that shit out, man. On that note, this has been Below the Surface. Yes, sir. I'm Dirtbag Johnny. I'm Rick Rock. We out this bitch. Peace. That's what's up.
getting money for real. Get freedom. Black on the grind from AM to the PM. Splash up, dash up the X5 BM. Motive entertainment, the Philly mob we in. We caught so we not dim. What a nigga T3, nigga by 10. When the ML get home, we gon' win. First thing to fall is cast with no chin. The mic, the black hole remains smoking. And ladies up in the place is wide open for real. You know what I'm talking about? Pull it out your pocket. Pull it out so your pocket. Wrong. Pull it out your pocket. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. You feel this shit so as they throw it on You feel this junk, this shit your favorite song You want to dance on Can't hand, do your strap, you a smug type Shoot your man in the back, meanwhile I'm outstanding And I'm outspoken, while I'll take fools out without joking If I run out of shots, I'm going out poking On a date with sis, we going out stroking And the shot is fantastic, the fantastic is the romantic Into the freaks in the house, if you're ready to bounce We can go to the flat and get tantric Yeah, you pronounce the name Tyree Any questions? Street hip-hop, I bring forth the essence You see us pulling up 5D With nothing but dimes inside of my G I'm not arguing to get in VIP, cocksucker prick Suck a dick, I'm a floss for the fuck of it Girl say the boy black, be on some other shit Nigga talk like you work for the government My words worth like bronze and noble Spit hot flames that'll harm your vocal Spit thought name, I'ma bomb your local Neighborness, 410 mile radius Well every ghetto craving this new anthem My brain unstable and I'm just too handsome I bang with the best around Who can test the ground when I finesse the sound It come to crash so you feel this shit so as they throw it on Yeah.